1: All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode thirty-seven. My name's Turner Sparks. I'm Mr. Kaplan. Mr. Kaplan, you can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America. Kaplan, how I'm, are you doing? I'm just I'm a little bit stumped right now because thirty-seven is the first number we've gotten to. I don't know a, a Jersey number. We gave up that bit. I, I know, but I like it in the intro. Ron Artest, L.A. Lakers. There you go. Bam. Speaking <laughs> of basketball, this week on the podcast, we got Paul Morrissey. Comed- stand-up comedian, world-touring comedian. Yeah, Here he can shoot a job. He's got a nice jumper. He was also a college basketball player. And multiple colleges. Multiple schools. He's got some crazy stories. He also has a Sacramento connection. We're yep. going to find all about that in a all bit. All right. We're going to dig deep. But before that, big news. What's that? Amazon... Uh huh. They're back. Our baby. enemies. They no. I thought you, Wait. Amazon bought Whole Foods. Is that the big news? No. The news is <laughs> the real news. They came crawling back to the Lost in America podcast. They did. That was the Jeff Bezos. He does things, and he does. He takes care of all the family business at once. Exactly. Whole Foods make peace with the pod. Well, he must have heard that we were getting a thousand downloads a week. Yeah. Because now, and he probably wants us to stop coming after Whole Foods. He probably does. Well, we did come after them on a pod. A little hush money, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, they're back, baby. We hushed up. Yeah, I'll take that hush money. So the deal is, if you go go to lostinamericapod.com, dot com, click on the Amazon banner and then do all your shopping regularly, we will get a percentage of whatever you shop for. Yeah. So if you're buying, especially this people goes out to people who are buying stuff for their company, maybe yeah. you're the purchaser. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. All you people out there with expense accounts. Yeah, if you're in the purchasing department, if you got got your friends, you got to get something yeah. for a birthday or a wedding. It's wedding season. Yeah. You're going to be buying wedding gifts for people anyway. And as Amazon starts adding groceries now with the Whole Foods acquisition, you got, don't go shopping. Just Sc- order your milk through Amazon. First, go to lostinamericapod.com. First, go to Lost in America, yes, yes. And then click on the banner. What you want to do, bookmark lostinamericapod.com. So Make you can easy. always get it. If you don't know what bookmark means, I can't help Yeah, it. We want to benefit from running at mom and pop stores and regular grocery stores and regular stores just out of business. Well, Amazon's going to do it, and we're going to cash in. They're going to be run, gonna run out help. of business anyway. Yeah, so at least give us so a few bucks. We might as well wet our beak done right that's what we're here for so they're back the wet, baby the amazon welcome back on board <laughs> welcome back to the pod amazon well, official sponsor yeah i think blue shirt says we could call them a sponsor now <laughs> they're a sponsor yeah all right now a r- good ruling cab i think you're lost in america this week Should i'm we lost get in to america it? every week but this week in specific yeah let's get to it play the music <laughs> All right, welcome back. First, Aaron Roots. The music. The man. Fantastic. And one one note from that. Uh, one announcement. Aaron, as I said last week, June 23rd, for those of our listeners in Sacramento, California, he'll be playing downtown at Cesar Chavez Park. His band ADD. Also playing with one of my favorite bands from high school, the Mad Caddies. Wow. California awesome. ska punk band. And big news. I will be in attendance, baby. You're flying in for the show. I'm flying in for the show. I got a wedding on Saturday in the area. So I said, you know what? Plane detour. We're stopping in. Why isn't he playing as the wedding band? He could play that song. I don't know. He could play Lost in, in America, America <laughs> Lost in America at the wedding. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be it. great. When Randy and I renew our vows, I'm gonna have the- <laughs> um, you're getting Aaron Roots and ADD to yes. come out. Yes, yes, book them. <laughs> nice. They'll do it for free, right? <laughs> so go check them out. Go to that show. See me. Shake my hand. I'll be there. All right. Exciting. All right, Kaplan. You are gonna handle Lost in America I'm this week. It. I'm gonna carry the. I'm gonna carry the weight here. As far as I understand, someone was literally lost in America. Yeah. Who, who well, for starters, I was lost in that. Randy, my wife went to India for a week for work. Okay, so I was man in the fort. Anyway, I survived barely, barely survived. Uh, we have uh, the weekends. Randy comes back. Uh, I, I, we go to a birthday party, and uh, we're there. We're talking. We're having a good time. The kids are playing, and it's a, it's at a farm in Queens, and we all go for the hayride, big hayride. Everyone is like twenty kids. They all get on the thing. We get on. Randy and I get on the thing. We got Ruby. One problem. We're missing Teddy. Teddy didn't make the hay Teddy ride. didn't make the hay right. No, I, the whole time I just thought, like, he's up ahead. He's with the— uh, So he's in a farm. You're on a farm somewhere, and he's lost in a farm? He's lost in a farm. Uh-oh. Again! Yeah. So, you know, if you remember the Halloween episode— Episode four. Episode four. Um, Teddy, Teddy got, got, got lost in New York City. So yeah, a farm— know, During a Halloween parade. I can't decide if a farm's worse or better because— Right. It was. A, it's a big farm. It's like, a, it's like an open farm where you could— Just seems like an endless amount of land. But on the flip side, you're like, how far could he go? Well, are they, question, are they farming tall things like corn? Or is it like stuff on the ground (laughs) that you can, like, can you see him through the weeds? There's corn, there's animals, there's like goats, and like, it's like a petting zoo kind of thing where you walk around. Okay. Queens County Farm, shout out. So you're thinking, well, where could he go? And you're also thinking, well, this is good for the pod. But also thinking, <laughs> Did you really think good for the pod? A little bit. <laughs> nice. No. So you know, you just try not to freak out too much, and you're also thinking of irony because, like, I was able to watch. The, you know, you're you're more focused, and it's just you. Well, when, it's also ironic when, that you the, host a podcast called Lost yeah, in America, exactly. and now he's lost. And in the waist back, and I just turn it off. I'm like, yeah, whatever. He's somewhere. Anyway, we start running around. They're doing walkie talkies. Uh, I can running back to, there's, like, a base. There's, How do we walk, okay. Oh, there's all these people who work there, sorry. They have walkie-talkies. You hear them. Like, I'm running from, like, station to station where the petting zoo stuff is, and I hear in the walkie-talkie people asking, there's a lost boy, name is Teddy. <laughs> um, we get to our base, which was, like, this, like, underground, this, uh, under, like, an awning, like, tent thing, and there's a woman who was, like, our guy. She's just standing there. And I was, like, we're missing our son, Teddy. She's, like, yes, I heard. I'm, like, can, have you, she's, like, oh, I can't leave the spot because, um, uh, there's uh, belongings here. There's like purses and stuff. Sure. So she, so she can't look for a child. She doesn't want to lose the the purse. She'd rather People's lose a kid. Stuff is there. Yes, that's more liability rules. I don't know. I kind of agree with that. <laughs> that. Yeah, she's probably like, it's your fault. It's your responsibility. You're hook for that parent. Uh, so I keep running. Eventually, word comes down that someone found him somewhere. But like nobody knows where. There's a lot of confusion. He's somewhere in the thing. Sure. But everyone's on this hayride. And, like, I hear, like, someone in the hayride going, like, let's just start it up and go. <laughs> and then... But they, but the one ki- of the parents is... But, uh, yeah, one of the parents actually said that, and the person working... there Before I found him... Oh, that was... The- I should back up a little bit. I ran to the thing, and I start asking, has anybody seen Teddy? Has anybody seen Teddy? And I'm, like, interviewing four- and five-year-olds. I'm like, <laughs> did you see where he goes? if You can't count on them as witnesses. They're, but- like... They don't give me any information. They got nothing. Like, they literally don't even give me a lie. Or like one kid's like he's up my butt. Like they don't. Like, like, <laughs> there's no information. Nobody's, get that kid on the pod. Yeah, no one says emergency. So anyway, I run back and we find Teddy. He and he found another birthday party. There was another because it's a walking tour. You could go on, feeding things. Sure. He just took off with another kid. I heard from someone who was working the other party. Oh, I didn't even know because he was. He made some friends. Yeah, and you don't know one of these kids. Maybe this is one of my friend's yeah, kids. Yeah, I mean, people don't even notice, I guess. Parents don't know all the kids. So anyway, he comes back, and it. I bring him back, and it's like all the kids are chanting, Teddy, Teddy, we'll put some video up. We'll get some video footage but, of this from another parent. Amazing. Of us coming back triumphant. Wow. And the last thing I will say like is Like Rob that, Roy returning yeah, At to the town. end of the hayride, it started downpouring. Okay. Absolute downpour. So we had to run back to the same area where the stuff was. And that woman's still standing there, and there's three strollers. All the stuff she was watching was outside of the underground thing. She's watching her stuff. She was watching the stuff. Literally, she never moved the stuff inside. This is (laughs) my experience with communists. This is a very communist move. The the job, you're... T- taught to do one job yeah, and that's, that's you job. do what you do no right. matter what happens around you it's not your responsibility <laughs> exactly. if it's not it's your no job thinking on your feet at one point i there's a st- I snuck onto an nba basketball court and the reason why is because there was a guard watching the one half of the court and i couldn't go past him but there was no guard on the other side but his job was only to watch <laughs> that side so he saw you going so so he saw me going he was fine with it cuz i didn't get past him i went to the other side much like this lady right you know, her She's like nothing was stolen, so it's all ruined by water. Yes, yeah. So that's so uh, sign her up for the county. Well, and party. I said to her, uh, or, uh, later, the other person who the right, Have you lost a kid before? What do you-? Never in twelve years of my career. But she said, I've never lost a kid. See there but you I go. I bet you other kids have been lost, but they uh, semantics, all- baby. So yeah, the Chinese should take over this uh, Queens County. Music- it's a nice place for a birthday party. Uh, otherwise, all right. Well. Hints is an app. Yes, it is. Hints <laughs> is get it in the in the app store. Record up to five minute voice messages, voice recordings, music recordings, whatever you want. Put them straight onto Twitter. The guys are making it better every day. I think. We should get to our guests. I'm excited about Paul Morrissey. Yeah. This guy's coming in. He's played college basketball. He's also became a stand-up comedian. He's been on the David Letterman show. He's been on the Craig Ferguson show. He's toured the world. This yeah. guy's a pro. This guy's big time. He's on the Come to Papa podcast yeah. with Tom Papa. Used to be a local broadcaster, I've heard, in Sacramento, too. In the Sacramento area. Uh, I'm a fan, legend. baby. Yeah. And we know we need to get to your basketball coach because I heard you came out of retirement. I came out of retirement. I'm hooping now, but I'm playing by myself. Right, we need him to be like your Mickey, running around side, you, training you. Yeah, be my Mickey, be my. I'll be his Rocky. <laughs> all right, all right, Paul, come on in. Bring him in.
2: All
0: right, we're back with our guest, Paul Morrissey. Paul, how you doing? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. This is pretty exquisite. I feel like we should have our own uh, keyboard. To this be is in this room. This
1: is Ints, baby. Yeah, and you're the second guest we gave the wrong address to. So oh, really? oh yeah. you, you, you were lost in America due to us, but thanks for. But you're the first one. We, he probably won't sue us because yes. the last was our lawyer. Yeah, he, oh, we had really? him on the
0: pod. Yeah, <laughs> came in pretty pissed off. This at is ours. a much better neighborhood than bill. your make believe address, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good, good,
1: good. This is great. This is the so, ins- Empire, you're a stand up, uh, a million things, but where we and you've toured all over the world doing comedy. Yeah. Uh, but we want to start with basketball. Okay. And that's special. That's basketball. (laughs) We're most interested in. You you played uh, high school basketball, like legend in the New York area, and then college basketball.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, you know, it's very. It's always weird to talk about yourself, especially since I always preface this by saying I know that I look like I never played before. That's and what so, you said to me in the email. You're like, so,
1: all right, lower your expectations. Yeah, so if even, we were playing pick a ball and like we had to pick guys, I probably wouldn't make you my first choice. Right. No so offense.
0: even now, like that's one of the things that my friends like is they're, they're, they like going to places with me the first time huh. to watch the way other people react to me. The, like, because... like man can't do oh, like, yeah, or, like, or they like, just uh, completely like underestimate, you know, it's just the thing of, like, okay. You're like Billy from, uh... you, you made four in a row, and then they're like, he's not going to keep making them. Or, or they just, uh, yeah, it's just Cause... like a... Well, uh, let's tell. Thing. How tall are you? I'm five nine, so You're I was never. Uh, I was never that uh, that tall, and now I'm about thirty pounds over my playing weight. Are you legit um, five nine though? I'm. I might be five <laughs> nine and a half. I was <laughs> five eleven in I the program. I used say
1: on my baseball cards or whatever, I would say like an inch <laughs> higher, you know. Because and like,
0: what about wingspan? You got a seven foot wingspan? <laughs> yeah, no, What's no. Your, <laughs> what do you got? What's your upside? I got small hands, short arms. Uh, oh my gosh. What's your
1: forty time? No.
0: <laughs> I was, I was, a. it was, it was one of those things I was a quick, like my brother has speed. He played baseball at Columbia and he's actually shorter than me and he loved basketball too, but he was five, seven. So, uh, but he's got actual like speed. I have quickness. So I have like, I'm fast enough to play, you know, with, with guys, but it's, it's more of like a first and second step. And so... When you play against faster guys faster than you, you need all that stuff. And now since I've been, like, we played in the Comedian Basketball League. We were Sean Kemp's kids. That was the name of our team. <laughs> nice. So that was Ari and Adam Ray and... San, yeah, Andrew here. Santino Sean Kemp That's a great <laughs> name yeah. Was that in New York or LA? LA we kinda st- They started like a little comedian league And, and it was fun Because we all just started playing a lot and uh, So I grew up playing Because my dad was a coach He coached high school And he ended up coaching college And he's like in the New York Hall of Fame, like section four. He won a bunch of titles and stuff. And so I just grew up playing and I wasn't very good until about ninth grade. I finally grew a couple inches and just started playing all the time. So so I studied everything. So once I could do all these crossovers and everything, uh, I became a really good like uh, high school player. So I averaged like like twenty two points a game. I had a great center that was went on to play college too. Averaged like twenty points a game. And uh, our big rival was a guy named Rob Baxter, and he was a starting point guard for Fordham. So we were both kind of like all state point guards. But oh, I was wait. just yeah, but I was just so small. I was five eight a hundred. 130 pounds at that point as a senior in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So even though I was I was putting up numbers, it was like, hey, this kid's so too small. But he
1: didn't recruit you. For <laughs> we're we're going to put this for all listeners. We're going to put this on our Twitter and on our Facebook. Uh, the highlights of you playing basketball in high school. Oh, OK. Yeah, amazing.
0: Yeah. Oh, I was was Kaplan and I were watching those yesterday. <laughs>
1: They're fantastic. Oh, yeah. This
0: so, you know, a little bit like so. So I could dribble a little bit and just had kind of a quick like crossover and getaway moves, but I pl- I played with I loved passing and I loved uh, just the way the way the Warriors play now is like yeah. the way that I our team would, we and, always try to outscore people. Right. That was the the Warriors thing. ripped
1: you guys off. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so yeah, we have a big international listenership. Okay, and what I found interesting about your story is that you, if you were born in another country, the way high school sports work in America is mm-hmm. not the same abroad. Those guys kind of get drafted or get signed to professional teams at age, like, 15. Right, right. And then they're starting to get paid all the way through. I mean, you, you played till you were 22. Is that about right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he, the thing was the early influence was my dad had a guy who played. He just loved playing. like, And that's one of the first things that got us interested in traveling, you know, because I grew up in this small town. And so as soon as I was, like, the, good, the guy who played basketball in my town, I would go to – The you know Binghamton had this great pickup park where uh, King Rice he used to play for North Carolina. He's yeah he's (laughs) the host of or uh, coach of Monmouth now. Oh is he okay? But he played uh you know guys like that would just play and then we would just travel all over and there was even a book that had like. Every pickup game in the country and had like the salt and pepper shakers for if it was white game or black game. Really? And, yeah, yeah. Oh, like
1: open mic lists in uh, comedy.
0: Yeah, and it was one of those things I would want I if I had a group of guys and just travel and play basketball like you would for comedy. That's what my first kind of got me into, you know, traveling and stuff. And uh, so I would just play in every pickup game I could or every league I could. and and uh, But I ended up, uh, my dad... My dad retired from high school coaching after I graduated and then uh, ended up taking a junior college job at Broome Junior College. And it was like, it was like a movie. Like he had like seven players and the, and the assistant coach and the equipment manager had to come into scrimmage so they had enough guys and stuff. But then I ended up going to play for him and we went to the national championship. We had this like ragtag group oh, wow. of guys and... Everyone was like five ten and a shooter and we I think we averaged like a hundred and ten points a game and uh nice. had like yeah
1: five ten, it's like Hoosiers or something. Well, we had
0: we had one guy who was like an older guy that might have gotten in trouble. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have one of and, those and uh and, like, went to Erasmus Hall down here. It was, like, a New York City legend. And uh, he was on our team and, you know, 20-point-a-game guy, just could score on anybody. So I had a – I was, like, the Region 3 MVP. There's only, like, six regions in the country. So it was basically, like, an All-American in junior college. And then Binghamton University was going Division One, So I was, like, their hometown kid coming to play point guard. And they had a 73-year-old coach. Uh, that was like, had more wins than Dean Smith, and he was going to be the architect. And it, I had a couple of my friends come in, and the guy turned out to be uh, completely insane. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, so I was like, the starting point like guard. Is
1: insane, or just like.
0: I don't. Just... There's uh, there's a whole bunch of levels uh, legally oh. that I'm probably. And this the guy's like uh, a, not. No, anymore. Is this. <laughs> this isn't like a Sandusky
1: thing, is it?
0: <laughs> no, no. But just a. You know, not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was kind of cool that, you know, and that was my first thing of like, oh, I went to all these different atmospheres and and traveled and played with four different teams. You know, I ended up starting like one hundred and twenty five college games or something like that. It's amazing. So, so it was like, was, y- you know,
1: was there any uh, because basketball is one of the only like it. it I think it's the most global American sport. So soccer right. is the most global sport, but we didn't invent soccer. We invented basketball,
0: right? <laughs> Which is much better. I mean, it's way
1: better. and so We invented it, so it's better. And it's the sport. It's the by far the most global. Yeah. Uh, it's everywhere. You can put a basketball court anywhere in the world. All you need is a ball and a hoop, and you can go play, right? And um, so, therefore, it's the sport that, like, there's a career opportunity for more people after high school, after college. Right. Than I- football, NFL football, American football is like almost nothing. Mm-hmm. And then baseball is if you, maybe you can go to Japan, but they're really good too. Right. Or Cuba, but they're, I mean, they're not pro teams. And plus they're not letting the UN. <laughs> you can't leave Cuba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the hard the other part. Way around. So Take that's, that's there. what's so, um, from an international angle, what's so interesting about the sport and there's fans everywhere. Did you have any interest in going abroad to play?
0: My, my dad, uh, had a player who went, this guy ended up being my freshman coach who played in Ireland. Like okay. he kind of scoped out like you could be a coach and every club team had like one American and he was just like a great three-point shooter. He played at Geneseo, like a small uh, Division three school. and uh, So he ended up playing over there. And while he was over there, he set up this tour for my high school team. So we played in Ireland. So we played like 10 different uh, club teams. We would stay with the families of the – players and nice. then we played against the national team at the end and so that was like how was that? It was amazing. It was so much fun and uh and just seeing the world. It was my first plane ride and and I'm going international. Like it was so just so crazy. And and how were they at basketball, Irish people at that time? They, I've never
1: even heard of the Irish League and I follow I think, leagues around the world. I think Matt Gorman from Syracuse played in the Irish League and he yeah. was he was a real scrub for us. Mario so.
0: <laughs> Ellie was the bi- Mar- their big star. He like oh, he wow, really? played over there for a little he while played
1: before after the Rockets?
0: It was before, like, because his first thing was with Golden State. He was, like, kind of a guy off the bench, and then I think the Rockets, like, and then that established. he won the Rockets and yeah. the
1: Spurs, and he played in the Irish
0: League. Well, he was just a guy, like, there's guys that just play, like, one year, one year, one year. Like, I have a, a friend who's still playing in, I think he just stopped playing in uh, France. He would just play in France for, like, Four or five months, come back. I think he's a mailman here, like for. Well, that,
1: that's not? a let's uh, back to the iron Then I want to ask about yeah. that. But so then, what? Yeah, what level would you say they were at, the Irish kids?
0: Well, just compared the, to your, just group? our. I mean, we were a great like high school team in New York, so we beat everybody pretty soundly. And the national team, we beat by about. I would say fifteen, and that's the so. high school national team or the adult national team. That's like uh, eighteen and under, I think, is what it was. Okay,
1: but that's they're probably yeah, yeah, been. yeah.
0: Um, so they're like defensively, they're good, but they weren't the shooters that obviously you know American kids are now. Like they're more like, but okay. the interesting thing was their girls were on par with the guys. Like for girls, it wasn't. It wasn't looked down upon to be kind of scrappy and rough and play hard, and yeah. they were as tough as a lot of the guys at certain levels, like at twelve or thirteen years old. If you had a girl that was like five ten or five eleven, like that she must be
1: like an. Are you? I, I guess you are Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must be an Irish culture thing. I used to play Gaelic football, which I oh, think oh, had, really? might maybe talked about on the pot. and uh, the it's the same. The women's team would just crush. Like, the Irish women are oh, really? so more, much more aggressive than the American women at first. Once, like, a few games in, the American women can rise to exactly. that aggressive level, but they're not used to it off the bat. They're just getting smashed, right. you know?
0: But now it, it is. They are being brought up to, especially with all this CrossFit bullshit, like, yeah. <laughs> everyone's doing these exercises that were outlawed in the 80s. Like, all these sure. women are doing uh, squats, and, like, all the yeah. stuff that was like, no, those are horrible for your knees. Why would you do that? Yeah. And they're, like, they're
1: going to mess up their knees. Women should, too. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, they tell them they get a nice butt, so that's why they'll put, like, 500 pounds on the squat yeah. rack. Was
1: there anything that you found that they were doing that – because I feel like basketball is so international that, like, now there's part of the international game mm-hmm. that affects – U.S. basketball, like, yeah. it's almost like we started it and then they started doing it later and learned from us. Right, but then they took it in this different way that now, like the Golden State Warriors, almost play like a European style of basketball. Yeah, was there anything that they were doing that you are like, oh, that's different from what we're doing, or, were you, or was your team just like kind of better across the board because you had it for longer? Well,
0: they, you know, they were all doing the the extra step, like the Euro step, and the uh, there was also the thing about uh, I don't want to. Say is an Irish thing, but you know European guys. Basically, European guys will the taller guys will be finesse players they're instead passers. of high post. Yeah, yeah,
1: they're more passers, shooters, dribblers. Yeah. Where in the old, that's what our guys are like now. They don't want to
0: play down low. Like, but in if you our, you see like the- Paul Gasol, like Marc Gasol, I think. Probably used to rough up Paul. Yeah, and yeah. so that's why he just stays well, like out there. The Spanish
1: and, uh, dudes, but our yeah, but our style was always like the if you're big, yeah, your job's inside. to just like hit people. So even yeah. in Ireland, they did the Eurostep, so that really was like Eurostep. We'll put on the on the website. It's this like three step move to get <laughs> yeah. to the basket. Like We're traveling, you, but you dribble once. But I was it interesting that Manu Ginobili is the one they always they're like oh I the per- perfected the Eurostep. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's not European.
0: Right, right. But, like, Bill
1: Walton <laughs> just he's like, oh, manager Noble invented yeah, don't, don't the Euro bro. step.
0: Well, well basically, the, also the thing was, like, you could stop... And then take the extra step. That was, like, still legal over there. I don't know if it still is, but that was, like... And so if you, like, stopped the here, point, then you could do another, like, step to shoot the layup. That oh, was, like, really? the extra step. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it's, like, a weird form of, like, so cheating. That's,
0: yeah, that's why those guys don't, like, they have to kind of relearn. I mean, other interesting thing is, is, so the women worldwide also just play with a guy's ball. That's why the oh, WNBA really? was so messed up, because all these people, all these women were playing with a regulation like ball. A smaller ball. A and so the WNBA the is a small ball, so they got to learn how to shoot this smaller ball. Oh, and that's so, weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah what is the Olympics,
1: the women's Olympics? Do they play with a small ball or the big ball?
0: No, I think they just play with a regu- regular. I think the women's ball is just like a United States thing. I used to, uh,
1: I played pickup a lot in China.
0: Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that, because they love basketball there, right? They absolutely love basketball. Yeah, Yeah, I was introduced, uh, the
1: NBA has been shown on TV since 85, but then the first NBA game, in China, I actually went to in 2004. It was like I'd been there like one month in the country. And the King Sacramento Kings, were playing the Rockets. Oh, okay. And so Yao Ming had just had been drafted like a year or two earlier. And that's when it just like exploded. Okay. And the whole country's a Rockets fans. Oh, really? And yeah, to <laughs> the it's point— Until there's another Chinese legend. But when you play pickup, no, the, the, the team sports, there's no high school basketball. Or basically if you're good at any sport, or bas- mm-hmm. basketball included— when you're like 12, you just get sent to a school specifically for basketball. Right, right. And so you also like have to do regular studies, but your high school is geared towards sports. Oh wow. So if you not, how do you get selected for that? Like you have to try out or No, it's or not they like they measure your bone like if you're tall, right. they'll just like throw you in that oh, school. So they would have screwed you up. You know, so you <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have made
0: it. You <laughs> wouldn't be it. Yeah, advantage. that's the thing that's crazy, is especially even I think I was 16 when I graduated high school. So like When people start talking about, oh, he could have gone to prep school for a year. Like I would have definitely been benefited for something like that. Like I, you know, but but
1: the thing is, they pick you. You wouldn't have been picked because they essentially just pick the tallest kids, and they go, "We're going to teach them how to play basketball." But so for them, that that style of like picking kids and just driving whatever sport into them works. They found it works really well for individual sports.
0: Oh, okay. That's why they're
1: really good at like diving. And even like ping pong, tennis. Yeah. Because you can take tennis. Because you can take one kid and just teach them. But team sports, it's a disaster.
0: Right. Uh,
1: because you're drilling each kid individually, and, mm. and also like, together. I mean, and you know this, like so much of of what like makes like basketball in America, and and uh, football too. But like you, you kids work like, the amount of time that you spend, like because you love it, like you know mm. you can't this can't be like forced on you. Like yeah, these kids it's been like like I was thinking like you must have like. I was wondering, like, when you finished college, like, it must be like this weird feeling of like, because, like, you've been, like, getting up every day. You've been shooting, yeah. you've been in drills, you've been doing camps, you're doing AU, all this stuff. It's like the amount of hours. You have to love it. Otherwise, Well, it's, you yeah. must have loved it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, the thing was, so after that was over, it was like, do you, do you, there's this thing, what, do you want to keep playing? Are you going to coach? Are you going to, and you kind of went through all the bullshit of, like, the politics of, you know, wh- how am I going to get noticed, or do I have anybody speaking for me as far as playing? And so, I had a couple friends and my coach that used to play for the Washington Generals. Which right. they, <laughs> yeah. the way they did that was, that there was like four or five touring teams, and, and so they would play against the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, the they team
1: that always play the Harlem Globetrotters.
0: They would always play against the Harlem Globetrotters, and they would tour all over the place. And my buddy did this. My they came buddy was Shanghai. Yeah, yeah. All they, over the world. They go everywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah that, that'd be a good job for...
0: Well, that's the we thing need, that was so weird. But you is, have to lose
1: every single game. Exactly. Cry, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I took it so seriously then. My buddy, yeah, Nate, yeah. Nate O'Neill, who, I, he did my podcast too. He played with Donald Foyle at Colgate. Okay. And he ended up playing for the Generals for a couple seasons. And this is sure back when... Colgate
1: over Syracuse.
0: So he, and this is back when, like, you got to have plane tickets and there's no internet and all that kind of stuff. He was traveling worldwide, like, when it was still hard, you know? Can you tell us a little bit how that
1: works? So first of all, how do you even is it when like you come trial, out of college well yeah, when you come out of college, you were just mentioned for a second, but you almost yeah. have to have a is it like getting a regular job?
0: I think you so. You need a yeah.
1: connection, you need to know some guy, he gets you an interview almost. Well, like trial. the only
0: reason I would have known it is because I knew I knew two guys were doing it and my coach had done it. So it was like, Hey, I can call that guy if you you're interested in doing it. And I was kind of like offended because I was like you know, it I'm seems not like gonna a, side be a show. professional loser well, because the yeah. Russian yeah.
1: generals don't actually do any tricks, so it's more right. like casting. Like they want to look or something. Like what are they like? Well, you the whole, have to be able to like, play, play basketball. To l-
0: a little bit, yeah, because yeah. you do play. There's certain you know it's structured well, like you have a to show. Be good at basketball, of course. So you you know they do the bit, and then there's like you just play. Like, there is certain points right. of the show where you're just playing. And right. so that's what you got to look like you can play yeah, you are got to be able whatever. to make shots
1: because they do have moments where, like, the generals keep it close. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but my friend told me, he's like, it combined my three favorite things, uh, traveling, shooting threes, and playing no defense.
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> you know, I, took, I went to see
1: the home globe Globetrotters, like, a year or two ago. I took my son, who's now five. By oh, the time, cool. he was, like, three. And I used some connection through work to get, like, amazing seats. Oh, this okay. is what I used them for. And I realized something about the Globetrotters is that you, there's like a cutoff of age where they don't care because they don't appreciate... Like, oh, he really? didn't realize what they were doing was cool. Oh, would like, never see. been. To he a wasn't bas- old enough to so, like, realize. He'd never been to a regular basketball yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So like now it's like well, he didn't realize. Yeah, like, when you get like water poured <laughs> over your head while you're like, shooting a three, like he had fun, but it wasn't like yeah, it wasn't like laughing about that. Well, later. to finish, but to go back to yeah. that China thing, I was just to finish that up real quick. So the kids uh, don't learn. It ties in with the Globetrotters. They don't learn. Uh, they just learn what they see on TV. Uh, They're not yeah. really getting coached that much. Right. So the kids at regular schools, and so whenever you play pickup. That's not the kids from, like, the private schools. That's the kids at regular schools, and they can all do one-on-one moves that they've seen in, like, Nike commercials, mm. and then that's it.
0: Oh, that's So funny. you'll
1: be guarding a guy, and he'll dribble between his legs, like, seven times in a row, not moving anywhere. Yeah. He's going to cross and just, like, back and forth. And then throw it over the backboard when he shoots a three, you know? So it's, a, it's, like, totally a one-on-one game. Now that I'm thinking about it, I would recommend next time you go out anywhere on the road, we're going to talk about it in a minute, but I would, like, each other countries. Go play pickup basketball. Yeah, I'd love to. The only <laughs> thing is, your idea—you said here that like you don't look like a basketball uh-huh. player, and so you can slide under the radar—will not happen. There. Right? They don't. Oh, really? Because the <laughs> fact you don't know what you look if in, looks like. If you're well, if you're in like Vietnam and they see that you're a white guy, yeah, that's essentially like being a like six foot ten black guy. Right, right. <laughs> like they're just like, whoa, pass <laughs> him the ball. He's gonna be amazing. So I've gone out to the courts with friends who I'm decent. I haven't played in a while, but they would be absolutely terrible. Yeah. But everyone would pass to them because they just assumed they were good because they were American and. And everyone's immediately disappointed when they have no idea what they're doing. You know. But
0: do people like playing or are they just like watching it?
1: No, they love playing. Yeah. The pickup courts are filled. Okay. Know? Yeah, everyone's playing, especially in China. It's That's huge. Awesome. Um, but yeah, they'll assume you're good. <laughs> no matter if you're just American. <laughs> yeah. you know like, That's so
0: funny. I only
1: played, I played pickup ball once in Jerusalem.
0: Oh, oh well. probably good. And, well,
1: we were shooting around. These guys we were chatting with them. It's pretty, whatever. We're like, let's play a game. Three on three. We're about to play, and the guy that was on my team just goes, "All right, let's go. We'll just divide up us the U three, USA versus Israel. Let's go, USA versus Israel." <laughs> and then the guy on the other team looked at him, got very serious. He's like, "USA versus
0: Palestine." I was like, "Oh, whoops." Oh man, <laughs> oh, so wow. that's a grudge match. We're, we're, Jeez, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting, especially you know, like I was saying, I was trying to separate myself from it because I ended up not not going into coaching. I got into TV sports. And, yeah, and, you were a uh, sports
1: anchor yeah, in so, Chico, California,
0: and that was when the Kings were just like I was there the last year of Bobby Hurley, and uh, <laughs> that's how big fan. That's how small this this the world is where I grew up. So the guy who was my coach in as a freshman who played in Ireland that set up our tour coached at the College of Charleston, and one of his players was Anthony Johnson. And Anthony Johnson is the one who took on uh, the Bobby Hurley's job. Yeah, yeah. on the, the Sacramento Carson Kings. You were there yeah, yeah. From,
1: you were there in Northern California from 97 to 2000. Right. That's exactly what from— You were in high school then. Or? I was, that was all through oh, my okay. high school. Did you cover his high school games? And uh, I don't think we went, went that far south. I was watching your highlights, because uh-huh. also we'll put those on, of you— when you're living in Chico, that was ninety seven, two thousand, the Kings yeah. were like just on their way. Right, up, right. And you were <laughs> they were and they you were. had all these uh you were interviewing them, post-game interviews. Yeah. So I was watching one where you were interviewing Olden Polonese. Right, right. And it was what had happened was Olden Polonese had been on the Kings. Yeah. He left to go to Seattle. He said something bad about the city or the fans yeah, yeah. or something, and his first game back. The whole city, the whole stadium booing him, yeah. was booing him. Okay, so my friends and I started the chant "OP sucks" <laughs> for the first time, and then he flipped us off, and he got fined ten
0: thousand dollars, and that hilarious. was the game. Oh, that's so funny!
1: And then I was watching that yesterday, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" And then you interviewed him when he's like super pissed off, yelling at all the yeah, kids. yeah, yeah.
0: And I'm I'm surprised. Like, I think at some point they were trying to get that on Sports Center, like. To national news because he's basically just swearing. He's like these fans I care less about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, da- it's great. David Stern, they can kiss my ass. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he was still living in Sacramento. He's like, yeah, all yeah. I care about is my business in Sacramento <laughs> and my family in what Sacramento. Was his <laughs> I have no idea, but like, you're not supporting your business when you're saying yeah. the whole city sucks. Yeah,
0: that was the same game. Like Gary Payton, I got gotten a like uh, that. Vlade Divac like faked his. Uh, the, getting a the headbutt, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, as usual, and then Gary Payton, great European like, move, looking looking at me like he was trying to stare me down. And the, I don't know if that part was in it, but he's like, "I don't want to talk about the Devot situation, one note situation."
1: Oh, that wasn't. <laughs> oh, you yeah. asked him, "What do you think yeah, about the yeah, Devot situation?" Was me. Yeah,
0: but then we were goofing around. I mean, it was it was a fun thing because I mean, I was just living on my own. I was covering like the high school. Like Aaron Rodgers was going to high school at Chico. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think who else was there. Top I covered talent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Northern Set California, down. man. I covered uh it was the first year of John Gruden. So uh he had this, he had this running back, uh uh John Ritchie, who mm-hmm. ended up being Artie Lang's he, sidekick on his uh oh, on his show. On his so radio. we literally like he yeah. he's a guy he kind of attached like he to. Now.
1: Philly now, isn't he?
0: But yeah, yeah he's yeah. uh he's the Eagles, went to yeah. the Super Bowl with the Eagles and yeah. uh didn't win that one, but. great great guy <laughs> yeah. went to Stanford uh and I just covered him like basically they had like Charles Woodson. They had, like, all these – they had, like, five Heisman Trophy winners. So So he's, like, the nobody. And so I'm, like – just talking to him because i'm like oh you're no the big you're the big star in this you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> situation and so we became friends and then he ended up on artie's show so then we we ended up like bonding again like how you know you're you're doing tv now and i'm a comedian and then we both end up on the same show like yeah that's a good
1: lesson that you never know when you're going to be networking for anything yeah that? exactly
0: actually <laughs>
1: so with comedy now you are uh, you just did a tour. I don't know how long ago was that. You did a tour of you went to Vietnam, yeah. my neck of the woods, Singapore, Vietnam, right, right.
0: Hong Kong for the Magnus Fest. Oh, right. I was gonna say real quick, so the one thing that did happen with the, the sports, so so I did that for two or three years and that's what got me into comedy. Like I oh. had to do I had to do news and sports, and I basically did like daily show stuff at a real station. You know, I was In, just goofing around. Yeah. yeah, those are great clips. Yeah. Those, those are, clips are yeah, yeah. Yeah. we watched so. those too.
1: You're <laughs> the sports guy, but you're like coming on like a comedian like cracking up the host which can which is right. really a fine line because when they do it when it's done poorly yeah like the John Oliver show will show clips some you know like shows will show it it can be it could be a disaster when like yeah. the weatherman is trying to be too funny. Right, right. When you walk the line but if you do it right. It's great. And
0: that's I always sure. hated yeah, that. They were killing yeah. it. <laughs> well, that's the funny, thing. and that's the weekend too. So that you know, when the weekend, you can kind of get it, get is away it with pressure? stuff. Low <laughs> pressure. Yeah, yeah, because nobody's there. <laughs>
1: okay, the you boss stands out. out. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, it's Weekending. a
0: weird thing. I've been trying to analyze it because I always loved Norm Macdonald Weekend Update, all that stuff, My and favorite. I loved Letterman, and the whole thing was like Letterman was a weatherman. Yeah. And. You know, he, and then he became a comedian. So it was like, so was he funny enough that they thought he should be a comedian from being on the weather? So, so something in my brain maybe thought like, hey, if he's good on, am I good at this, then the maybe they'll step, give me. You Craig know, Craig
1: Kilborn was the same. He was like a right. local sports guy, and then and then uh, ESPN, and then comedian. Yeah. Uh, late night show.
0: And so it was such a weird thing to even uh, to get into stand up because the only reason I did it was because oh, it'll help me be funny on the air. Like, I thought that was the... That's hilarious. Because I was a sports guy, but I didn't know how to be on TV. I didn't know, okay. like, how to act or... So you, you thought know. it would be, like, a good... Yeah, a good skill to have to yeah. help you on the air. And uh, so and you that's... you did it in Sacramento? Yeah, that's where I started, Laugh's Unlimited. Nice! There, Shout out. you played there? I played Laugh's Unlimited, yeah. So, Old punch line. The punchline?
1: The punchline, yeah. I was well, there they were like the competitors.
0: Right. So, yeah, so it's uh, it, it was kind of a cool introduction because I wouldn't have done stand-up if I hadn't done the sports anchor stuff first.
1: How's the, So how was the Magnus Festival
0: in Asia? yeah. yeah. Well, my thing that I was going to ask you is, sure. so I loved going to... Vietnam was the first place I went to, and I was really scared, and, and I went to Switzerland with Ari, and we did this festival, and we are only doing, like, five minutes on this big showcase thing, and most of the people were speaking French, and you're super overanalyzing everything, but by the time I went back to Asia, I was like, no, I'm just going to do my show. Like, if they understand English, they should get most of this, Sure. and, you know, I'll, I'll find my way through it, but... You know, so the first bar show I did in Vietnam, I was like, uh, I was kind of bulletproof, and I was just like, "Yeah." Everyone was asking me why would I come to do a show uh, in Vietnam, and I said to finish what we started, you know. (laughs) And so it destroyed because you're in like this Australian (laughs) bar or whatever, Yeah. yeah. yeah, it was. Kind of set. Yeah, I've heard there's a lot of like. <laughs> so, how did you manage, like, because they still are a little, like, uh, restrictive on language and stuff there, right? Yeah,
1: so, I mean, basically the rule is don't say anything about the government. Right. But beyond that, there's no rule. The government is great. <laughs> we're trade, too. So, yeah, don't say anything bad about the government. Yeah. But did
0: they have to like approve a script or something? Wasn't that one of the things? Um, that is if you want to go
1: and do like theater, if you're if oh, Chris okay. Rock's coming, yeah, you know, that would be one of the things. If yeah. you're coming and you're doing our rooms, which are essentially we have a club in Shanghai, but then beyond that, we set up bar shows around the country, yeah. Um, and we hit one, then it's a hundred expats in the back of a bar right. like you were doing in Vietnam, yeah. No, because it doesn't affect. If you're, especially if you're doing it in English, if you're speaking in English to mostly foreign people, mm-hmm. they're kind of logical about it. And they're like, well, we know this is going on, but it's not worth our time to go through it all. Uh, so see. you're not warping the minds of our people. So mm-hmm. do do whatever you want. You it's know? better than a college campus. Still, but it's, not <laughs> it's much better than a college campus. Yeah. But if you were to, yeah, if you're going to put on like a 5,000 seat huge stadium thing, then yes, they have to go line by line, approve everything you're going to say. I imagine oh, Chris Rock hasn't done and, that. Has he- <laughs> Chris Rock has not come out.
0: So there's a club in Ottawa that uh, this Chinese guy that used to live there wanted to become an agent, and so he wanted to bring comics over there. And so he brought these two guys over and didn't have a lot of money, so it was basically like a guy who would be a feature maybe and then like a door guy. So it's like not— be the show? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he just wanted to like do these bar shows, so he scheduled like 10 bar shows or something like that. And then somehow— I'll show you the video because I didn't believe the story either. So basically, they end up uh, performing for, like, s- some, like, really high-level, like, government people. And it's, like— In Canada? No, in uh, in China. These guys went from Canada to China. So they're in China. I might know this guy. Okay. I got to think of it's his a high name. a high-level government
1: guy, Turner knows him. No, no, no. I might know the guy who brought—a Chinese guy who used to live in Canada who brought these people to China. Yeah. Okay, keep going. And
0: so I guess about half the shows got canceled. They did a few of them. And then he gets them. This guy must have talked their way into this huge gig where I guess it was one of the girls who won like some uh, sang at the Olympics was like the singer. And then they had it was Miss China. It was a Miss uh, China hey. thing. Okay. So, <laughs> So <laughs> these guys get in there and they're both kind of like, oh, and it's televised, too. It's gonna be televised. And the, yeah. uh, of course these guys are never gonna laugh at them and then and then the guy just decides like, Hey, uh, can you guys not do comedy? <laughs> like basically Why like the you're the thirties definition of entertainer, can't you guys just do a dance number or yes. sing instead? So these two idiots end up singing. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well they're like what I mean, no one knows the difference, right? So one guy sang like a door song. <laughs> <laughs> and barely, like, kind of got through it, but you can still see everyone he hear, just kind of like, looking at each music, other.
1: Or he just starts singing. Yeah, acapella. yeah, just karaoke music. Uh, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be amazing <laughs> if then the Chinese government outlawed The Doors song? Yeah, the doors. <laughs> They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa yeah. you can't come on, baby, light my fire. Yeah, Let's spend the night together. Little, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
0: then the other guy who can't sing at all uh, sings My Girl, which. <laughs> It's he tried like, to recreate five voices with one shitty voice and just just basically embarrasses whoever this guy was. Sure. And they are just basically like, I think you guys should stay up in the... Okay, can I complete yeah. this story? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so on
1: my end, uh-huh. I had just started an open mic when this was going on, and that Chinese-Canadian guy had paid however much he paid for these people to come over. I don't really know what it was. Yeah, yeah. But... He kind of freaked out because he realized all the shows were getting canceled. He had no way to make his money back. And so he ca- somehow ca- came to me, found oh, okay. me. I, was in, I wasn't in Shanghai. I was in Suzhou. It's off city. We'd been doing an open mic for like six months and literally a free open mic. Our friends were showing up to watch. Mm-hmm. And he asked me to pay $10,000. He's like, hey, do you want to put a show on in your open mic space? I'm like, yeah, sure. He goes, okay, pay me $10,000 and I'll give you these professional American comedians. Oh, Jesus. And then I was, first of all, I was like, $10,000, no. Secondly, I looked at the comics. I'm like, I've never heard of, any of these people. Yeah, yeah. And I just cut it off. But then you're that, I, you're filling in the end of the well, story. That's hilarious. From, they went on to sing Doors songs yeah. on TV. But I mean, I you think they, that. Yeah, <laughs> you your open mic, tell them, but the guy's about to perform. Be like, no, word from a pie. Yeah, you guys exactly. got to sing tonight.
0: <laughs> but there's video of all this too. Yeah. I didn't and then, of those guys singing and like zooming in on the people. You have a video. Out. It's on YouTube. Yeah, I uh, got the well, link. So I got to right, we'll show it. it to you. Because then
1: this guy desperately went around the country to other people similar to me, trying to get anyone to. But he was asking for ten thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. To as we it's know, always... I don't know how he got. Well, I don't know. Anyway, the guy like, had no no concept of what he was doing. Right. To get him on the. Pod. And so uh, there's a good name here. Once we started going, we did it a lot more. Um, I would say sensibly, I guess. Yeah. we started. So Ari small. did it right,
0: and then Ari did it. We were already a few years in at that point. We wasn't started- there like a? Didn't Butch Bradley try to do something there, too, for a while, or was he... Butch Bradley did it through us. Oh, he did through
1: it. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So he was the first headliner we brought out. we had been doing an open mic for, like, two or three years at that point. Oh, okay. And we were slowly building the scene, and then we brought Butch out. I see. And he was already in Hong Kong. We brought him up. And then we started bringing... Uh, Apollo Goda came next. I don't know if you know Yeah, Paul yeah, in LA. Great, yeah. Paul's awesome. And uh, people like that, and eventually Ari, and, you know... Oh, kind of cool. got bigger. We just had Eddie Izzard just played. Oh, nice. Uh, we do get permits for those. He so did a 700-seat room in Oh, Shanghai. wow.
0: I want to do my, like, you know, everyone talks about, I mean, that's my true thing is, like, I've done almost every show you can do, and I can work clean. I can work, like, I don't see that as, like, oh, there's fucking with my creativity. It's like, I, I did a show at, like, a cancer treatment, like, a uh, place for, like, families and stuff at, like, Monday at 5 o'clock. And I'm killing for these people and and the term killing but it's like when i see stuff like that it's like and i can make the you know, or you go to another country and should you should can sing do a song for them but yeah what's that just <laughs> singing <Yeah. the> doors <laughs>
2: for the cancer kids
0: but it's like so those are the things that like make me feel like oh i'm doing something that well, that's kind of special, you know? So, and then that
1: also stretches your creativity.
0: I think so. Because if
1: you have to work around whatever parameters, anyone can do it. You just have to think a little bit. See, that's what I feel. Don't do your cancer jokes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm
0: not I'm not offended by anything. So yeah. so for me, if someone I understand, like, oh, these guys don't want you making fun of their religion, or they don't want to hear the, the F word because they'll just shut off and not not listen anymore. So my my other goal was to and it's weird now because tv is basically dying in the united states yes but i still want to do like the tonight show of of other countries like i want to do the late late show in ireland i want to do like there's a guy in denmark that approached me about something and then uh uh Comedy Central Asia came to our shows, yep. so I was like, "What if I could do like four or five like late night spots in like these different countries and and kind of put that together?" That's one of my ideas. Yeah, so. Paulo Gata,
1: who's a comedian out of L.A., yeah. has made his career. I think he's toured Asia like thirty times right. or something, and he's now his first half hour, Comedy Central half hour, is Comedy Central Asia. That's awesome. He's doing that in like a month. Yeah. So and he's going to be in the pod on the pod in August. All right. he's coming to New York. Yeah, Year's he's
0: week. a really good friend of mine. He actually. Same. Yeah. We, did, uh, we did, he set up this showcase for the Letterman show in, in Hawaii. Nice. And I opened for Don Ho through
1: <laughs> Tiny bubbles, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what's cool. Comedy now, like basketball, it's global. Yeah. It can be all over the world, right? And, I, and there's European a- comics flop. Is that no? Do they flop? <laughs> <laughs> do Chinese basketball players flop? That's a chola golf course here, but is that a thing, or is it just a European? It's no. It's you know what? It's halfway between because they're they're like partially not basketball, soccer they do because oh, yeah. soccer they're influenced by Europe, right? But basketball they're influenced by America. Oh, okay, good.
0: So yeah. all right.
1: So before we're going to get to the news.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry but before, about that. But no, the, no, it's no. Fascinating to me because I do truly like. I'm really interested in all these other cultures and and the fact that you can do a joke about a mattress in New York and it works in Vietnam is, like, fascinating to me. And it's one of those things, like, you want to figure out what makes... If you're a comedian, truly a comedian, you shouldn't get pissed off when people don't get you. You need to find a way to make them laugh. So yep. if I can find some a joke that works, I mean, that would be the interesting thing is like, could I do the same set in Ireland that I could do in Singapore, like on a TV show or something like I that? I think
1: you can. Yeah. It's pretty I mean, fascinating to me. I don't think this is like breaking news, but it, it seems like to me what I've learned is that the if the joke relies on a reference, right, you can't do it. But if the joke, if the reference is in the setup, you mm-hmm. can do it. If the reference is in the punchline, you can't, you know? Right. So if it's like, yeah, I was at um, Little Caesars, it's a pizza place. Yeah, yeah. And then you do a joke about a pizza place, boom, you can do it. Yeah. But if it's like, so blah, 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 and then you know, Little
0: Caesars. Right,
1: right. It won't work because they don't know what the hell Little Caesars... Which season. is like that's every... A former <laughs> Little Caesars delivery
0: boy. I'm offended that the
2: world doesn't know <laughs> Little Caesars,
0: but... Which is... That's like every set on Conan right now is like the... Reference. This reference at the end. It's ridiculous. That yeah. makes it feel like it's... it's in on the Joker. Yeah, not. yeah, and it's like... Uh, I cannot stand that type of comedy. Well, yeah, and the other the other thing is the, the food over there. Like, Ari's kind of like throws caution to the wind, but I'm still... Like, I don't think I've ever had like food poisoning or anything because I'm just very like conscious of like that looks like I'm going to get sick. <laughs> like, all right. You just, like, Giffin and those guys had like scorpion and everything like that. I was like, I'm pretty sure Here's I'm, the thing yeah. no
1: one actually eats that on a daily basis. Right. It's just like, hey, here's a foreigner. Let's screw yeah. them and give them scorpion. <laughs> hey.
0: But <laughs> mostly,
1: like, if you, what do you want for breakfast? What do no. you want for breakfast? They're so, like, I don't know. We got uh, frosted flakes. Right. Like, even, you know, everywhere you are. I mean, I guess whatever. There's there's local stuff, but it doesn't bar- It's better it, for the environment. It doesn't veer too. too far off of eggs. Right, right. Everybody has eggs.
0: Which I've never had an egg. That's oh, really? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Well, you're not going to make it. You know, this is
1: why you're 5'9. <laughs> you you could have been 6'2 <laughs> if you were. I was going to say, and did stuff. you see Rocky? Yeah. Yeah. You got to pound, had, uh, it, pound yeah, eggs and never lift Never had legs.
0: eggs, never had coffee. They, uh, I have a bunch of weird ones.
1: <laughs> anyway, nice. Well, okay, before we <laughs> yeah, do the news, again, what do you man. want to, anything you want to promote?
0: Just uh, everything's, uh, uh, all the podcast stuff is on paulhasawebsite.com. That's my uh, thing. So I have the Alley podcast, which I've had. You know, Artie Lang, Jim Gaffigan, uh, had the the Nate O'Neill, was on the the guy played for Washington Generals. Come to Papa, I do a podcast with Tom Papa and all the tour dates. I'm in uh, Headline of the Comedy Store in La Jolla, uh, Montreal, Comedy Nest, um, Toronto. Um, yeah, I'll be all over. So thanks again for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man.
1: If you want to stick around for the news, you can. If you got to run, that's fine, too. But...
0: Yes, yeah, I'll, I'll stick get around. The for news. Sticking
1: around. All right, let's get to the news. everybody. Back. Uh back. Now, Hope first news story of the week. Oh, we're going to poop news for this one. Whoa. <laughs> this All is right. from the
0: New York Post. This is a regular segment, Pros- the New York Post. It's a brand new, a brand new regular segment.
1: Yeah. Aaron Roots is going to write a song for this. And uh, Prospect Park Boosters spend $2.3 million in taxpayer money to install four composts. Com- <laughs> Composting toilets is the word, which these toilets will collect human waste that they hope then can later be spread around the park as fertilizer. Uh, this is very American. To yeah, me. God, coming from living disgusting. abroad for so long, this is the most like recycle. I think at some point recycling goes too far, and I think it's are when like porta potties. No, these uh, are these are actual toilets at the park. Right, but then the the. the the shit all p- oh, gets caught somewhere <laughs> human and, manure and they're going to take it back around the park and plant it to fer- use as fertilizer to keep the park going at some point you just got to throw stuff away can't they just te- wait all the dog owners who don't pick up their poop can't they just recycle that like, why do they need human poop? Well, I don't know, but here's the <laughs> the added problem is that um, it says just one catch. Spreading human manure, as they call it, around in public spaces oh. is currently illegal in yeah, the state of New York. It causes York.
0: diseases. Damn government. Right? So they're oh. always
1: getting in the way of business innovation. Two point three million dollars down the drain. On four it's four toilets. It costs two point three million dollars.
0: Well it's basically <laughs> like they needed yeah. they need to do it like uh, like driving range, you know, like a section. That gets used up, then they can just kind of block it off and then use the other part. That's yeah, what they need to get do. Yeah, you guy
1: out there, like in, a,
0: in but, a. But I assume the smell will be terrible year round.
1: I, I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't see how that's gonna be. Prospects Park is near where I live, too. Yeah. That'd be like a fun. You should contribute. He <laughs> <I mean, laughs> you know, you, starts taking shits in the those, park. 7 uh, Eleven meals of yours and go to work. Or, yeah, why do you even need the toilets? Just uh, make it public to just for take people crap to on the shit ground. In the park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you know, save 2.3 million dollars. I'll take a dump in the park. Yeah, I mean, it's telling you people have dogs. They take dumps in the park. They do. People are supposed to pick it up, but you're right, just leave it. <laughs> a lot of people do. It's a whole Get a did, you, did you read how this works, by the way? I've found that since coming back to America, there's most of most of what is going on right now is just completely insane. I would put this in that category.
0: But 10 years or 12 years, that's is kind of crazy that you stay there that long. 12
1: years, 2004. And it came back in late 2016. And also, there's stuff that, like, like, this is a perfect example of stuff that in other countries, like, other countries a lot don't have, like, a lot, of, there are places in China where a toilet is just two bricks on the ground. Right. You stand on the two bricks, you take a shit on the ground. We're paying money right. to do what other countries do for free because they can't afford to do... Well, yeah, we did yeah. two bricks don't cost $2.3 million? No! <laughs> yeah, but you know where that money's going? <laughs> but like where sh- does
0: the hole go? That's, the, that's what that's Okay, you well, this is out. what it says. Yeah, Read how it goes. No, yeah. but in China, you said, where does that hole go? That's what. Oh, I'm right. saying there's no hole. Oh. It's literally just shit on the ground, oh, and then I see. at some
1: point later on, somebody gets a shovel and picks it up and covers. So that's it That's a up. job. They, they create that's that's how you create jobs. Exactly. So for here, where the, <laughs> the we're,
0: shoveler, yeah,
1: that's what they do in China. It says instead of water, a l-, this is pretty gross. Do you want <laughs> me to read this? Well, no, I would just skip ahead to see what the secret the secret ingredient is here at the bottom. I, is that uh, like the fertilizer? Is that the point? I think it's a good way to waste $2.3 million. But I mean I'm trying to see it from both sides here. Like what, what is there is no other side. Right. Ask your dads in Brooklyn. All right. <laughs> we'll All do. right. Last story of the week, baby. Oh, parking spot news. <laughs> this, <laughs> this comes to us from Hong Kong because of your tour. Okay. We want to include this in. In many places, six hundred and sixty-four thousand dollars, six hundred and sixty-four hundred thousand thousand dollars can buy you a nice house. For that price in Hong Kong, you can buy a slab of concrete. Roughly 17 feet long, 11 feet wide to leave your luxury car. So this guy bought a parking space. Now, Hong Kong is such like, a compact city. Mm-hmm. A parking spot car is $664,000. What does it cost in New York? A parking... Uh, to park. To park? Like if you want to rent a spot. Because I don't have a car. You have a car. Right, I park be like on the street. So oh, uh, like, You know what it costs me? It costs me about $120 a year because they break your glass about once a year. Someone breaks you, got to get it fixed. I know okay. a guy. But
0: yeah. Was and your sp- tickets.
1: Yeah, I do get a couple tickets a year <laughs> for stupid. Yeah, I just got one this week. Uh, but anyway, uh, a parking spot in Manhattan is almost $1,000 a month yeah, if you have an SUV. $1,000 a month. Yeah. To get it like a, a lot, like, I mean, uh, like an underground garage. My guess. In Long Island City, where I live, it's about 250 300 a month. Okay. Um, did you have a car over there at all? I did. I had a car in China. Yeah, the first couple years it was great because no one had cars. Uh-huh. 2005, 2006, and then it just flipped. Like 2007, eight, 9, 10. Everyone started getting cars. My office, I was the only. When we got there, I was the only car. It was a four or five story building mm. with different companies on each level. I was the only car in the whole parking lot. And then by the end, you couldn't. You'd have to get there like a half an hour early to even get a spot.
0: Oh wow! Did but, you ever go moped or no? The uh, first year I was
1: there I had a moped, yeah, <laughs> and uh, the, my school got it for me. I taught English, yeah. and as part of my signing bonus, I got a moped. Oh, signing bonus? Yeah, wow. that, that was the signing bonus because wow. they really wanted like, me. It was... it get you into the, under the cap? Yeah, and then uh, I lost it on purpose because I hated my boss, so I didn't want to have to give it back to him. So I just left it unlocked at the end of my contract <laughs> and got stolen on the street. <laughs> that's amazing. And uh, but the car, the parking was. Free for a while, and then one day, like overnight, when the city started getting filled up, Mm -hmm. because these cities were not designed for cars at all.
0: Oh, right. So there's
1: no lots anywhere. But back when, even 15 years ago, no one had cars, so you could park on the street easily. And then once everyone really rapidly started getting cars, now it's a shit show. There's no lots Everyone, there's a certain number of spots, but those go right away, right in the morning, and then you just have to get a ticket. Right. So people park on the street because there are no other spots, and then the cops just come around and give their own tickets. But so. what
0: about the, the the did you ever see the thing on Vice about the, the white guys who can just be like white guys at parties and stuff? Oh, yeah, they have that. But they have those like kind of abandoned. Let's Turner uh yeah I oh was yeah a, I was a white guy at a you park. did do that <laughs> I never got paid No oh, but really? uh
1: you're saying the people who did it professionally yeah yeah uh, what they would do on
0: the they would come um you could, yeah, go you could out. be like a doctor opening a hospital as long as you're like an American guy but you're they well, would because give you a script of, and oh, you, you're playing
1: the part. Yeah, yeah but Truman the reason or... why is because whoever was getting all the whoever was funding the hospital or the construction project had told these investors that it was backed by an American company when uh, it actually wasn't. Yeah. And so then when it came time to like open show on American. They needed some American there to claim he was the 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 yeah. backer or whatever. He was somehow it's involved. It's like somebody goes into labor or something and you're like the doc oh, doctor, American doctor. <laughs> and so yeah. I spoke Chinese. I had friends who would do this. And they would tell you, like, don't speak Chinese. You're not allowed uh, because you just got here from the U.S. You know nothing about China. You have to act like you don't know anything. Back to the story for a second. Why is the parking spot so expensive in Hong Kong? Because like, there's no parking in Hong Kong. 664000 I have no mm. idea. That's, that's a lot of money down what's there. What's
0: more expensive, that or uh, – because Singapore is really rich, right? Like, Singapore
1: uh, and Hong Kong are both incredibly rich. Yeah. Right. Incredibly okay. expensive. Singapore is more expensive, though, right? Like a beer is like $20. But, but it seems like
0: people move there for jobs, though. Specifically,
1: yeah. yeah. For, like, some high-end shit. But So back to the chiming though. Whenever I did get a ticket, the upside is a ticket is like $8.
0: And it's written in Chinese, and you can't read it. So. Yeah, so you don't have to pay it. That's the rules. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you can just, pro, just left the country. That's
1: probably what you're, why you're here. Nah, I'm escaping. We just figured it all out. Parking tickets. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the pod. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Paul, guys, for doing yeah, it. Thanks for having yeah. me. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it has it. been great. Until next time, Kaplan, which we get, get lost. Get lost.
3: And I love that basketball I took that basketball with me everywhere I went That basketball was like a basketball to me I even put that basketball underneath my pillow Maybe that's why I can't sleep at night I need help, ladies and gentlemen I need someone to stand beside me I need, I need someone to set a pit for me at the